Aloha, Mana Christian Ohana. Brothers and sisters, uh, it's a midweek message for Wednesday, May 12th already. And time marches on. <laughs> um, I want to talk today about um, the desert wilderness. And it's, it comes from our reading. Um, but it's also just a, just a place that I've been studying um, for for quite some time. <clears throat> so we'll be reading initially out of um, Deuteronomy 8. And I uh, just want to talk about, yeah, just the desert. I'm going to pray and then we'll get into it. Heavenly Father, thank you. Thank you that you lead us, Lord, and that you are with us everywhere we go. Lord, we trust you and we ask, Lord, that you would continue to just be patient with us and just go before us. We love you. I ask, Lord, that my words would be yours and that you would be here um, in this time. Pray in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. So I want to read out of um, <clears throat> Deuteronomy 8 initially. It says, uh, verse 1 through 5, it says, Be careful to follow every command I'm giving you today, so that you may live and increase, and may enter and possess the land of the Lord promise on oath to your ancestors. <clears throat> Remember how the Lord your God led you all the way in the wilderness these 40 years to humble and test you in order to know what was in your heart, whether or not you would keep his commands. He humbled you, causing you to hunger and then feeding you with manna, which neither you nor your ancestors had known to teach you that man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes out of the mouth of the Lord. Your clothes did not wear out, and your feet did not swell during these 40 years. Know then in your heart that as a man disciplines his son, so the Lord your God disciplines you. Oh, what a, what a, what a word. So this is, um, this is one of Moses' last sermons, um, and it's, it's a good one. It's, it's, it's been a good study. Um, so often I think of the desert or, you know, the wilderness, it, it's such a, such a scary and, and lonely place. Um, but it says in verse two that the Lord led the Israelites there. And I, I definitely take, take comfort in that. Um, <clears throat> we can't live in the desert. It's not, it doesn't sustain life on its own without, uh, you know, without some, divine help or something from the outside. But at the same time, we can't live without it. You know, again, verse 2, where it says that he led them there. Um, and I I don't know, there's, there's a lot in that. Because so many times I feel like when we get into our our desert places, we're always in a desert place, according to, according to Scripture. Um, not necessarily... Physically, sometimes, but but I mean, we're always spiritually, we're going through we're going through deserts, and that's 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 where we that's where we find the Lord. That's where he he gets in touch with us. <clears throat> you know, verse five says, "Know in your heart that as a man disciplines his son, so the Lord disciplines you." And after just meditating on this scripture for for weeks. I have, 
you know, I've, I've, I've gained a real peace just about what the desert is. Um, you know, we, we, it's a, it's a place of training, um, wilderness training where, where you go to become an iron man. <laughs> you know, I think where he talks about, <clears throat> you know, as a man disciplines his son, I think of how we are with our kids, with our children. Um, when, when we see one of our, one of our kids, um, I don't know that maybe maybe going down a path that we know is not going to work out and we we test them we 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 put you know we put things in front of them maybe we punish them some it's never retributive it's never um you know you did this so therefore I'm going to punish you this this much but it's a it's a testing that the Lord's talking about here and uh the screen's going dark does it matter oh there it is um much like the Lord's talking about here, where he's He's building us up. And we do the same thing with our kids, you know. It doesn't make us stop loving them. It doesn't make us love them less. It doesn't make us give them less attention. If anything, we give them more. And 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 I feel like that's how the Lord is with us. He, he doesn't leave us there. But yet, we have to go there to find him. And if we can't live in the desert and we can't live without the desert, you know, we only have one hope. And, and that's what I want to talk about. So um, this, is, this is, was written when the Israelites, they had, they had been freed. I don't, I don't even know, you know how long, but they had been freed from their slavery in Egypt. And they had been they had been in the desert for for quite some time but even though they were they weren't slaves anymore they they weren't ready to be free they weren't ready to experience their freedom so you know for 40 years it says in there you know that the, the lord took care of them there their clothes didn't wear out but for 40 years he was working on them in that place and that's what it took for them to come to the point where where they were ready to experience you know to experience freedom and so it is with us, you know, I, I, whatever we call it, we may call it a valley, we may call it a dark season, but, but those are, those are our desert places. And, and like it said in verse two, we were led or he led the Israelites, just like he leads us there. And it's not like he just happened upon us there. It's not like, you know, it wasn't an accident and and after realizing that, that's where I really learned to appreciate these these dry, dry and thirsty times. Um, you know, it, it says Deuteronomy two seven it says, "The Lord your God has blessed you in all the work of your hands. He's watched over your journey through this vast wilderness. These forty years, the Lord has been with you, and you have lacked nothing." And <clears throat> you know. That's how it is. He he doesn't ever doesn't ever leave us wanting. But it says in Hebrews 3 7. So as the Spirit says, today if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as you did in the rebellion during the time of your testing, in the wilderness where your ancestors tested and tried me. Though for forty years they saw what I did. This is why I was so angry with that generation. I said their hearts are always going astray. And they have not known my ways, so I have declared an oath in my anger. 
They shall never enter my rest. And so heavy, like he had declared an oath to the Israelites that they would enter the promised land. And, and the thing is, when they, when they got to Canaan and, and they got to the place where, where the Lord had promised them, his oath was actually postponed because, you know, they said, oh, we can't do this. There's, there's giants and, and we want to go back to Egypt where at least we had everything, to, you know. And it says that, it says that here in Hebrews that he made an oath that they wouldn't enter that place. And it's just, it, it really made me realize that I can, I can delay his promise. I mean, his promises are always, always, always going to come true. But by my rebellion, I can, I can delay it, and 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 we don't want to do that. I, I feel like um, we all go through tough times. We all go through trials, and there's always a blessing in every single trial we go through. But if we go through a trial and we don't hear from Him, we don't learn from Him, then we wasted a trial, and and that's. That's what I that's what I was feeling like out of Hebrews. It's saying that, you know, he made an oath saying, You rebellious stinkers, you're not you're not gonna get it. And so I don't know, I, I just wanna make sure that I that we always get out of our trials what it is he's trying to teach, or in my case, he so many times he's trying to unlearn <clears throat> unlearn me from something. So um and it says, uh, you know, we, we know that when there's a, you know, he, when he's going to come and there's going to be a new heaven and a new earth, it says in Isaiah 35, 10, the desert and parched land will be glad. The wilderness will rejoice and blossom. Like the crocus, it will burst into bloom. It will rejoice greatly and shout for joy. And it says that the eyes of the blind will be open, the ears of the deaf unstopped. The lame will leap like deer and the mute tongue shout for joy. Water will gush forth in the wilderness and streams in the desert. Those the Lord has received will return. They will enter Zion with singing and everlasting joy will crown their heads. Gladness and joy will overtake them and sorrow and sighing will flee away. And this promise, <clears throat> though I think it's speaking of the new heaven and earth, this promise actually, I believe, applies like the desert can turn us, us into, you know, this, this blossoming thing. That's what we're supposed to be until the actual literal deserts become that. And I feel like that's what, that's what it's all about. The deserts are made to, to make us bloom and to flourish. Um... You know, I think of I think of John the Baptist. He he started his ministry in the desert, and and after after you know reading this and 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 where we're where we're studying in Deuteronomy, realizing that that's where the Lord placed him to actually start his ministry. Again, no accident, but it says that for people to to even hear him, they had to go into the desert to hear John. And it says in Matthew 3, 3, this is he who was spoken of through the prophet Isaiah, <clears throat> a voice of one calling in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make straight his paths for him. I feel like, again, there's, there's work, that, there's work that, that we have to do for him in that. And 
in, in the desert, and, and that's, what he's, that's what he's got for us. Um, after, after Jesus' resurrection, he was explaining to his disciples that all scripture points to him and is about him. And, uh, you know, now that I, I, I feel like I kind of, I'm looking at the Old Testament in that way. I never did, you know, uh, to see that everything is about him. And that's what he was telling, telling his disciples that um, every, every single thing we read is to point to him. And as I looked into, you know, Deuteronomy, in that light, it made me realize that the desert's actually, it's a result of the Father's love. It's not, it's not a punishment. It's not, um, it's not, it's not bad. You know, it, it, Mark Mark one nine says, "This is this is when Jesus was uh, baptized." It says, "At that time, Jesus came from Nazareth in Galilee, and was baptized by John in the Jordan. Just as Jesus was coming up out of the water, he saw heaven being torn open, and the Spirit descending on him like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, "You are my Son, whom I love, and with you I am well pleased." And then verse 12 says, at once the Spirit sent him into the wilderness for 40 days to be tempted by Satan. I read this in contrast to, to Deuteronomy 8.2 where it says we were led. Mark says that Christ was sent. He was sent into the wilderness and my goodness, like I, <clears throat> he was sent there to the, he, of course he had a choice. He was God and, and he did it freely, but he was sent there to be tempted. And he actually used one of the verses that we read when, when Satan came at him, he said, man, you know, he, he said, he told Satan, man cannot live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. And I, I, it just blessed me that that just, again, it just pointed to him and, and, and my eyes were open to that. And, uh, and, and, and Christ's biggest desert <clears throat> was the cross. And again, he faced that and he conquered it. You know, I think we, we know, again, there were thorns. He had thorns on his head. He said he thirsted. And, and he wasn't just physically thirsty. This was when, when God separated from him because all of my sins, our sins were put on him. And he went through this desert to prove that that, that is what a father's love does, is it leads us through these times. And and that's that was my heart in the sharing was to just was to just um, encourage because we all we all go through we all go through them, and if not, I wonder if if we belong to Him. Um, but we all we all go through hard times, we, and we go through our deserts. And again, just just in this in this study, it just proved to me that that He's in them. And I just I want to encourage everyone in that. So thank you. Hope you all have a blessed week, and um, love you all. Hello.